This week on Excelsior Journeys, we have author, marketer, podcaster, Karina Cantus. Karina has been in the creative field for over 25 years, and the work that she has done for not only herself, but also for other authors is something to truly behold. You will definitely learn so much. I know I already have, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation that you get to hear. So JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for and you? And that's why I moment? taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than so die. He jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with him saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm sex. rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, yeah. throw some spaghetti yeah. against the wall. See this if it sticks. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 100 episodes. Still can't believe how far this show has gone. Last week, I had a terrific conversation with Ellen Dubin, actress and voice artist. And she is someone who is really defined by the fact that she does not let any genre really kind of pigeonhole her. She's actually discovered her love of science fiction during all of the different shows that she was doing. And it turns out that she never expected to love sci-fi as much as she does. And it turns out that that would not have happened if she had allowed herself to be stuck in one specific genre. And my guest this week is, is a perfect example of that because author Karina Cantus has covered so many different genres during her career as, as an indie author. She has covered romance, thrillers, dark romance, dystopian erotica, young adult, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, thrillers. She covers, you cannot keep her in one section of Barnes & Noble. And I think that's fabulous because there are too many authors that are put in a position where they have to do that. And so I am really excited to get to hear from her and as an added bonus, it turns out that uh, Karina is very busy herself as part of as one of the participants of the National Podcast Post Month Challenge. And <clears throat> and those of you who know me, I am neck deep in doing that challenge as well with my uh, sister show from Duck Till Dark outside the Marvel Studios. So I am really looking forward to not only hearing from Karina about her career as an indie author, but also how things are going in the re wonderful realm of podcasting. So it is my esteemed pleasure to introduce to you Karina Cantus. Karina, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on the show, George. Hi, everybody. And this, thank you so much for being on. And I am, I am very grateful that you were able to take a little time out of your incredibly busy schedule to to sit down and and introduce you to my to my listeners. I think this this is going to be a lot of fun, and I know that they are really going to to connect with you right away. So let's start actually with the latest project that you're working on right now, because for those of you who don't know about National Podcast Post Month, this is something that was started about 11 years ago by Jennifer Navaretti, and she got the idea for doing this th from National Novel Writing Month, which is Every November, a whole bunch of whole bunch of writers get themselves loaded up with as much coffee as possible and and try to nail down a 50,000 word draft of a novel in only 30 days. And notice I'm really putting the emphasis on draft. There are too many people <laughs> that will just spit out 50,000 words and then go right to KDP and hit publish. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And so, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so what what we're doing here is we're basically just saying that when you when you do this, what you're creating is basically the basement of of a house. It's not livable yet. It's not anywhere near to being livable yet. You have to you have to have something to rewrite in terms if, if you're going to be a writer and you can't rewrite from nothing. So this gives you that foundation for you to start with now. What what Jennifer did was that, that I found really inspired 
is she basically said that when you are taking up the national podcast post month challenge, what you're doing is you're recording, you're editing. If you are, it's up to you whether you want to do it and posting an episode of a podcast, usually about 10 minutes or longer every single day throughout the month of November. So that by the time that November 30th hits and it's midnight to December 1st, and you have 30 episodes in the can and out there in the world, you win. So this is going to be my, my third time doing this challenge. How many times have you been doing this? Oh, first of all, let me tell you about the NaNoWriMo. I did that once only. Yep. And when you were saying about people making the mistake of going straight onto KDP and publishing it, the book that I was working on three years ago on NaNoWriMo just came out this month. Wow. It was released wow. this month. So awesome. it's quite funny that you should mention that. So I thought I'd just bring that out. Yeah, Broken Chains, a dark mafia thriller. Um, Fabulous. Came, came out this month in paperback and ebook. And that was my NaNoWriMo success story. But mm -hmm. I won't do it again. I won't do no. it again. <laughs> no, not, not while I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Someone says to me, how are you going to do um, NaNoWriMo <laughs> and, and Nano, uh, Napoc Como? And I'm like, you really think I can do both? You, you're crazy. I'm so trying it. I'm trying it myself. Yeah, I, I am uh, you know, like, yes, I'm very much behind on my manuscript. But at the same time, like it's I've kind of cheated anyway, because I'm not starting a project from scratch. I'm doing mm -hmm. I'm using this. You've already got. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm using this exactly. as an opportunity no, to get good. draft two of the third yep. part of my YA sci-fi trilogy. So that Yeah, that's yeah. that's the perfect excuse to to do NaNoWriMo is to mm -hmm. work on something that you've already got going. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got not so, so much pressure then to yes. get to a word count, but you want to have that time to uh, make sure you do so much so you're working on it and and hopefully you've got the second draft done by the end. This is my first NAPOD POMO and it's 14 years it's been going because I checked. Yep. And um, it was oh, right. Ed 14. Walters. You're right. It is yeah. 14 years. I remember that. Yeah, that was it was 11 years when I first started, so which was 2018. <laughs> so yeah, that, wow. that I, I suck at math. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was Ed Walters that, that has the podcast Dead America that told oh. me about it, and um, I had like two days before. November was started. Oh, no. <laughs> so am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Because I'm a podcaster and I've been doing it for years. I'm a radio host. I've been doing that for five years. And I thought, shall I challenge myself? The only problem is I had my book coming out same month. Mm -hmm. I representing Greece in the Eurovision World Song Contest this Whoa. month. So I had so much on my plate. I was like, can I do it? Can I do it? And I thought, yeah, I can do it. What you just saying just now about people doing a 10 minute cast? I checked some of these podcasts, some of them are like seven, 10 minutes, mine are 35 to 45 minutes each wow. one. Wow, each one. <clears throat> my, so, my, mine are an average of about 15 minutes. There are some that go a little like just a little bit shorter than 10 minutes, but at the same time, I make sure that other episodes are going at least 15 or more. So See, so kind of average up the time frame. I think like I'm doing my part. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. And I understand with other podcasts, but behind the pen, I didn't want to change the system of how the show runs. And it goes on for about 30 minutes. So me then cutting it down to 15 minutes, having a guest on just didn't seem right. So I wanted to keep it the same length that I do the show for normally. Behind the pen is a YouTube, it's originally a YouTube show mm -hmm. and then gets converted into audio podcasts later on. So the author gets two promotions, two shows. And of course, I couldn't do that for the NAPOD promo. So I just decided to do the uh, audio of uh, Behind the Pen. And it's been going really well. My yeah. calendar is full. I'm actually double booked on some days. Really? Yeah, really. I thought I was going to have a problem on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But luckily, I found some European uh, authors that have taken up uh, those spots for me. Nice. But yeah, I've had people, first I was begging for people mm -hmm. to join so I could have <laughs> them on as guests. And then I had people contacting me saying, can you fit me in? Can you fit me in? What's happened is it's exploded. Yeah. Since I started, my, my listenership has doubled. 
Excellent. I'm having requests from other people, even though I, I can't really fit them in November anymore. So doing this has been a challenge, but a really worldwide challenge. But I'm so glad that I took part in and it's really helped my podcast grow because of it. Excellent. Excellent. And now, so you're doing basically the same show. You're just doing, you, you just kind of let your listeners know that they're going to get some bonus time because they get to hear it every single day. Now, well, that's, is that that's normally it, what yeah. you do? Well, this is because the actual behind the pen is always the YouTube and the audio podcast. That's mm -hmm. the package. Yeah. So that's the package. And it goes, uh, they can have a choice of an, half an hour and an hour. And it's a paying gig. It ah. is a paying gig. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, because it's, it's a lot of work goes into it. And uh, oh, yeah. it's a really big platform. I have film stars. I've had rock bands from India. I've had rappers from the US. I've had some wow. pretty big names on the show going back before uh, the podcast promo. But I knew that there's no way I could fit in 30 people paying people. So I knew I had to throw that out. And anyone <laughs> who wants to come in, join me. And so I'm getting the podcast recorded and, and thrown out every single day so far. Just put my 14th one out about two hours ago. Excellent. Excellent. I'll have to, I'll have to throw my hat in the ring for next year's. Then. Like if, if you're all booked up for this year, I, that would be, it better be around the time when my, when, uh, when my, my next book comes out, because that meant that I would have actually like hustled and gotten the damn thing done. So, so that's, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Not anytime. No, you don't have to wait until next year. You just uh, give me a shout and I'll get you in. No problem. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And yeah, I'll definitely keep you posted uh, regarding the progress of, of the book. Once I have like, once I have a, a published date, then I can, I can, move on with, arrange, uh, with, schedule yeah, get, exactly yeah. get, getting some uh, getting some shows booked and everything and uh, that is that's going to be in you know the words of darth vader a day long remembered because that will be <laughs> because i've been working on this thing for off and on for about four years now and this this is i know it's, it's wrapping up a trilogy and i'm yeah. sure you, i'm sure you got experience working on trilogies a trilogy and a duology yeah yeah yeah, they're they're a pain when it comes to wrapping up because like you got to make sure that you're you got to make sure that you stick that landing or else or else uh, people are going to think that the whole trilogy wasn't worth it. So it's especially uh, coming off of the second one, which I consider as of right now, the best thing I've ever written. So it's that's well, sort of you really you put something on you for the third book then people are expecting more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and really? so as, as long my my feeling is originally it was just like as long as I can come up with the quality of the first one, then I'll be then I'll be in good shape. But as it's going on, mm -hmm. I gotta say the the story that I that's that's growing and it's definitely growing, it seems like it, it has potential to reach the quality of the second one, which I would love that. Which is what you need. Yeah. You need yeah. a real good bang for the for the final book. Exactly. It needs to be the best of the best. Oh, yes. You'll do it, George. I believe in you. Oh, thank you very much, Green. I appreciate it. So let's let's start with, so there's even more to cover now, like knowing that you have, you know, like radio work and the regular podcast and everything. So you, you've gotten one hell of a, a full plate there. So let's That's start. Nothing. I've got something else as well. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I do Narrations by KK, which is also a podcast. It's excerpts of uh, authors' books uh, narrated on, on uh, video. Oh, and nice. they get that and then it gets put into audio podcasts. So it's a podcast as well. So I've got two podcasts, a radio. I run Author Assist, which is mm -hmm. my full-time job of yeah. helping authors with their marketing and promotion. Everything from brainstorming an idea right through to helping them sell the book and get wow. it out there to the masses. Uh, that's 10 hours a day, five days a week. Oh, and I have 14 books published and I have about... 12 low content books published as well, like notebooks for Christmas and Halloween oh, cool. and stuff. Yeah. Very cool. That's so cool. I love that. I love that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and the great thing is, is that like everything that you have going, everything, this, this is all kind of stuff. Everything that you have going, it would not have flown with a lot of traditional publishers. They would have been just like, you're going to do this and 
That's it. And so that way they can really kind of push you as much as possible for that with that name and with that genre. So when 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 I was first published, we're going back, 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 back in the day. Mm-hmm. I know I don't look that old. You know, it's my glasses. You see, it covers the wrinkles. <laughs> so um, <laughs> mine too. <laughs> back <laughs> back in the day, it was just paperbacks. So there was no Kindle. There was no eBooks. So oh, everything wow. had to be sold through paperback Mm -hmm. and there were so many so-called christian publishers out there Mm -hmm. that took advantage of us authors that were dying to get their work out there promises and payments of money Mm -hmm. and of course you're an idiot and you go and do it because you don't know any other you don't know the difference now of course everyone gets stays away from vanity press don't go near them Anyone well, the, well, the educated do. The educated, well, like it's it's a lot. A lot of the people, there's still those commercials that are still popping up on late night television that that are basically just saying the same thing. We'll walk you through the process and we'll. Yeah, you know. only $1,100. And then you have to buy your own books as well. And you have to own your own marketing. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, stay away from Vanity Press. What I have done is I have a contract with a hybrid press. Mm-hmm. Now, what that is, is. They bring something to the table. I bring something to the table and mm-hmm. we have a 50-50 split. And that is the way to go. Yeah. Everything is 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 half. Money-wise, you're saving money. They're still a good publisher, so they do their bit. I do my bit. And so I'm happy with that. And the reason I went with the hybrid publisher was for my fantasy duology, illusional reality, which is two books. I wanted more than anything to get the book into audio. Yeah. Now, I live in Greece, and Greece, unfortunately, is blacklisted in a lot of places, including ACX. They really? wouldn't allow me, yeah. First of all, they wouldn't allow me to narrate anybody else's book, even mm-hmm. though I, I do narrate. Mm-hmm. And secondly, they wouldn't allow me to narrate my own book because I live in Greece. Wow. So my publisher is in the UK, and she did the audio book for me. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, well, probably the biggest reason why I signed with her as a hybrid uh, publisher was so that she would get my audio book out. Yeah. So did you, so did you narrate it yourself and then send the files over to her? No, no, no. When we decided on it, she said, right, uh, I found someone, have a listen. I'm going to pay her out. Mm-hmm. Um, once that uh, is paid for, then you'll start getting royalties. I said, go ahead. I just want nice. that audio book. I said, yeah. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. So she paid She paid the full amount for the narrator. Wow. And uh, when their sales have, are over and, and covered that, then I might start making some money from that. But that's not why I did it. Fabulous. Well, the, yeah, if if you ever have a book that needs a, a male narrator, I'd you know, throw my hat in, in that as well. Because yeah, I, w- I would definitely love to the opportunity to do that. Because I mean, I've I've gotten over a dozen audiobooks to my credit as well. I've done wow. I've done uh, five five books for the same client, and I'm actually we're starting up the deal for number six already. I just have to finish up the corrections and get that over to them. But yeah, got over a dozen books. Two of them are my own, but I've done various genres as well. Producing the editing, the everything, the mastering, everything, or do you send that to someone else to clean no, I, up? I'm a one-man show. I do it all myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun, I got to say, having the opportunity to bring different words, different words to life. It's definitely something that it's uh, fulfilling a lifelong passion. So it's, That's wonderful. Yeah, with mine, I find it's a it's a new promotional tool that people don't use. Mm-hmm. They always buy me posts on Facebook, buy me link and and show yeah. the cover and a, a blurb, and people don't want that. Mm-hmm. But when you narrate an excerpt and it's done correctly, and yep. the story comes alive and the characters come out, and people get to get more of an insight into this author's book, that is the best promotional tool you can have. Amen. I will definitely agree with that. And that's something that I always talk about whenever I whenever I do uh, a seminar about audiobooks. I make sure that uh, anyone who's listening are any sort of authors that are taking part in this seminar that are sitting down that, uh, that they are 
feeling like motivated to really kind of exploit that additional venue because it's it's so many there's there's so much that, that's there i do i mean i do book trailers as well and that's another one mm-hmm. another way to promote your book it's like a film my book trailers are for one international film festival awards whoa I have 12 awards for my book trailers oh my <laughs> and they come out more like an actual film than a, a book trailer oh that's fabulous and it really tells the story and allows again the reader to see what sort of style they're going to get how much action is going to be in it it tells the blood through the pictures and the sound effects and the music and everything and uh, that's another great promotional tool that authors just don't use and they should because readers are fed up of scrolling down and seeing all these buy my book posts yeah if if you've got a book trailer or you've got a really cool graphic Mm -hmm. to advertise a reading then it's going to catch that person's eye first Mm -hmm. and then they're going to click on it that's right oh man that's that's that is that is something that so many people still need to know and I'm glad to see not as many buy my book posts on on social media. I feel like they're that people are starting to starting to Listen. catch on <laughs> and, and are starting to heed the warnings that like, hey, all those buy my book links are just white noise. People are just gonna scroll right past them. Gotta but think you, out of the box. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So with all of that, with everything that you're doing, all the the podcasting, the writing, the author assist, the narrating, I mean, the book trailers, the promoting, like everything, it all really kind of comes down to what I always consider the lightning bolt moment. And that's the moment in time when someone experiences something, reads something, sees something, hears something, whatever, meets someone and gets that sudden urge to just say, that is what I want to do. That is the path I want to take. That's the person I want to be. What was it for you? What did what did it all come down to for you? I started off with my writing and then I thought uh, I got ill and I couldn't uh, carry on working full time. So I'm a, I'm a home person now. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, I, I promote my own book. Why don't I do that for other authors? And I make my own book trailers. Why don't I do that for other authors? I do my narrations. Why don't I do that for other authors? So it started off small, and over the years, it's grown to about 30 different services now. And wow. they are dirt cheap. I get told off because I'm so cheap for the for the work that I do. Really? And I've, I've hired PAs to actually promote my books because I don't have time to promote my own work. Yeah. And every one of them has let me down completely. Oh. Never got what I paid for, never got what I was promised. Mm-hmm. And I 100% guarantee that, when people hire me, they can read from the testimonies that they get what I tell them. We have a face-to-face conversation on mm-hmm. camera. I go through everything and make sure everything that I've promised them is ticked off. And if I can't deliver, then I won't promise it. Simple as oh, that. That's great. That's that's terrific. So with that in mind, everything that you've been doing really kind of started off with you testing your own waters so that you have you, you have something that you can you can put out there and say like, this is what I've done. Yeah, exactly. It's also assist was created to give back everything that I've learned through my 27 year journey as an author. 27 years. I even do, I even do one-on-one training with people, teaching Mm -hmm. them how to use, um, how to use uh, story origin, how to use Canva, really Mm. important tools that help an author with their promotion and they don't know about and they need to know about. So I do one-on-one training for that as well as working for full-time clients and doing my separate, it's like a menu and it's like a pick and mix. I'll have that, have mm-hmm. one of those. I have one of those. That's great. <laughs> and it's I, I love that you said Story Origin as well, because I have an account at Story Origin and I've barely done anything with it. So I feel like there's, I, I've, I've gotten this, I've gotten into this, into this pattern of constantly t- doing all these lessons and everything and grabbing all these different these different tools and then just not doing anything with them. So that's You've a, got to that's know actually which my, ones yeah. Which ones you need because mm-hmm. you could have lots that you don't even need and you won't even use. Yeah. Um you need to concentrate on the ones that are really going to help you. Mm-hmm. And um I mean 
I know many of them and I used many of them, mm -hmm. um, but I know for the fact that Story Origin for me is the one place that I make all my clients join yeah. because it does so much for authors, not just for the newsletters and cross promotions, but for actual writing, reviews they're doing now, mm -hmm. beta readers they're doing. It's just growing and growing and it's just a massive platform for authors now. Fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I do. The, my my New Year's resolution for 2022 was to basically step away from picking up any additional lesson plans or different strategies or whatever, and just concentrate on the ones that I have. And I, and, and actually I charge 10 euros mm -hmm. to do a one-on-one -on -one session with you and go through everything that Story Origin does. Really? Like an hour, we could have to come back and do it again because something you didn't understand or something mm -hmm. you forgot, I will come back and we will do it again. But yes, 10, 10 euros is all I charge to do a one-on-one -on -one session. And wow. I will show you exactly how you need to use Story Origin. Oh, man, I would definitely take you up on that. Because that's, <laughs> this is something, yeah, it's something that I feel like is um, considering considering my, my own output. Because I have, I can say I have three books or I can say I have seven. Because I have my five-part serial, my five-part sci-fi sports serial as as five, you know, you know, five different books, but I also have them combined into an omnibus edition. And mm -hmm. so that to allow for easy reading for, for my readers. And I'm actually looking at 2022 as a time when I'm going to start up a new podcast, making that my, my source material and just reading two chapters per episode and breaking it up with, with some other news about the regarding the genre because it's a lot of it is wrestling based. So it would put in mm. some extra emphasis on different wrestling news that are happening around the world. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's something that I'm definitely throwing around. I would have to recruit one of my uh, friends from a website that I used to write for that was really, really heavy into wrestling. So I think that they would, they would really enjoy kind of adding in the news part for each week. And then I would go back into the reading of the narrative. I was I was doing a I had a playlist for Broken Chains and I was reading every chapter. Mm -hmm. And um then it started getting to the really violent and explicit and graphic scenes, mm -hmm. yeah. which would have had to have been done as 18 only and then mm -hmm. blanked and YouTube not showing it unless you prove that you're that age and all that. Yeah. And uh, and so I actually stopped doing the readings because I had them in my newsletter as well. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get it out everywhere. It actually started off on Wattpad. I was actually writing Broken Chains on Wattpad after I did the NaNoWriMo, put it on Wattpad and started working on each chapter for the first draft. And uh, even though the public, the book's published now, it's totally different from the first draft, but oh, I've left the first draft on Wattpad. And then nice. underneath at the end of the book, I thought if you want to read the actual published version, which is totally different from the one you've just read mm -hmm. there's your links <laughs> that's, a, that's like a bonus material for a blu-ray that's fabulous <laughs> because so many of them right now they have that that little work print um edition of the different movies that are that so that they're that are out there and so yeah that's that's right there with it that's fabulous that's a great that's a great tool and it's that's terrific that you're able to utilize a whole other tool there are too many people that throw away or don't even regard a lot of the stuff that they've done before as content that you can, you can basically kind of walk yourself through the process via audio. And that's, that's what I actually started to do with a show that I started and then stopped. And then I've just kind of get, gone ahead and just wiped it out. Cause it felt like it was getting a little too, um, little too pity party when, when I wasn't mm -hmm. getting the, when I wasn't getting the results that I was looking for. So, so, but, yeah, uh, but I, I would like to give it another shot. I, I I was reading Broken Chains, um, narrating the every. Uh, it wasn't every chapter; it's every small excerpts. Mm -hmm. um, and I was having listeners, but they weren't high numbers. But I wasn't doing that for that. I was actually doing that for me. Yeah. I was actually putting them on because then I can use that as a promotional tool mm -hmm. to promote the book on Wattpad. So. Yep. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's a great way to do it. Yeah, I'm. I, I am really excited to, to dive into story origin, especially considering that you said that 
newsletters are a part of what they offer because because I have I have a newsletter that's going on right now on Mailchimp and it mm-hmm. it's it's mainly like kind of focusing on podcasts but at the same as a, as a call to action for each episode but man the different stuff that I want to put in it can be very draining when I have to really kind of hustle and get that out there I do I it's a weekly newsletter see this is yeah this is where you're going wrong if you want to combine your writing and what you're doing and your podcast into one newsletter. Mm-hmm. then I would do once a month, mm. once a month. Yeah. And it's actually cross promotions mm-hmm. with other authors that are getting sales while people uh-huh. can't go to cons yeah. and they can't go to signings. They're using cross promotions to get the sales. Every newsletter I send out, I get sales from. Mm. Because what you're doing is if you think you've got a thousand subscribers and another author's got a thousand subscribers and they're writing the same genre as you. Mm-hmm. And so you're promoting their book in their newsletter. They're promoting your book in their newsletter. Mm-hmm. You've got two new books, two new marketplaces, two new lots of readers. Times that by five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there's, and that's so how much, you do it. there's so much I'm doing this wrong. Yeah, I'm doing that wrong too. Yeah, that's 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 wrong too. <laughs> I'm I'm an author, but yeah, I do I'm sorry, I I do get carried away with my, my author assist because I really want to to teach as many authors as I can the yeah. right way to do things. Yeah, and, and I I feel like I can put out some solid content when it comes to when it comes to the writing, when it comes to the podcasting, when it comes to the audiobook narrating. I believe in my content. I don't believe at all in my marketing. One somebody actually told told me once, just like you need to fire your PR agent, and there's a problem with that because my PR agent is me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I I feel like just based on this based on this little advice you just dropped alone, I feel like it's it would be, it would behoove me to basically just kind of pause and shelve the version of the newsletter that I have right now and redo it over in story origin as a monthly let, one and really yeah. get it out there. Let me, let me send uh, you my service sheet. It's got prices on it as well. And yeah. then we can talk another time and discuss where to go with this. Cause we can, we can get it. We can get it running again. We can get it up and running. Awesome. So I hope, out. I hope all of you are listening because I, I would love I would love Karina to get a whole lot more business with through this show as well. So I know that I'm not the only one out there that, that struggles with marketing. So, and I'm, I know that based on what I'm hearing already, that the Karina can definitely offer you something that's worth your time, worth your money and worth your effort to make this happen. Cause at the end of the day, if you're not, if, if you're, all you're doing is what I'm doing, which is hoarding all of these lessons and all these different strategies and not doing anything with them, then what are you doing? You, you, you just have to See, like, I want to allow that if we have a training session and yeah. I know you're not you're not using story origin after I kick your ass yeah <laughs> so good because <that. laughs> it could definitely use it so, so so tell us about that first book that you got that uh, you got because you said that was during the time before right. Kindle before before everything before all these amazing tools that authors now have at their disposal and this was during the time when if you even clicked on Ex Libris, you have salespeople calling you at two a.m. asking, like, did you which which package do you want? Do you want to uh, buy? Yeah, As, yes, I mean, that was disgusting. just that, that really I'm, was. I'm yeah, helping someone now word. who's stuck. I'm helping someone now who's stuck with Author House. I'm oh, trying to get no. him out of it. So uh, yeah, that's that's he'll be my new client in January. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, my first book. I loved Essie Hinton's Outsiders. Mm-hmm. And after watching the films and reading all her novellas, I decided I had a story to tell. So my first book was In Times of Violence, which started out as an 18-page short story. Really? And then later on picked up again and magically turned into a novel. And that was the first one of the Outlaw series. Mm-hmm. The second one is Huntress, yeah. which follows on from Lawless Justice. Mm-hmm. Third one is, oh, sorry, in times of violence, third one's Lawless Justice, mm-hmm. and the fourth one's Road Rage. And these 18 adult mm-hmm. um, MC romance thrillers, if you wow. think of Hell's Angels and Sons of Anarchy, yeah, that's what you're going to read in my book. Nice. 
Nice. It was, it's an episode from Sons of Anarchy. But here's the great part. Yeah. My books are out before Sons of Anarchy ever aired. Really? Wow. But I wasn't one of these authors that went out and started writing all these romantic uh, mm-hmm. outlaw biker novels. Nice. Millions of them all over Amazon. Mine were already out before Sons of Anarchy came out. Oh, that's fabulous. So, so what, what inspired those? Ones. What what inspired those? I'm curious. What was it about the motorcycle you... <laughs> genre that grabbed you? Yeah, you you always write about what and I my mum and my neighbour, they were well, my neighbour was the lady to a Hells Angels. So really? they had all the bikers come round. So I was sort of in that lifestyle, but mm-hmm. not inside a gang. Yeah. inside an MC, but I was outside of it, so I knew stuff that went on. Then I used to sing in a rock band, so I used to hang around the bikers band, a bikers bar singing in a rock band. Wow. Uh, I'm a biker myself and uh, not an outlaw biker. I have a, you can see my halo. I'm a good girl, me. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, and so I've always loved the lifestyle. And these, all of these books, they're not, they're called the Outlaw series, but they're not a, they're all standalones. They're mm-hmm. all about a different MC, a different character who joins and becomes part of the MC and what they go through. Mm-hmm. And it's raw, mm-hmm. it's realistic. Yeah. It's 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 not all love and, and candy canes and, and love hearts and what have you. Mm-hmm. It's um down to earth and it's uh as honest and as truthful as I can get with it. Mm-hmm. Um they're brutal, they're violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's what you expect for an outlaw motorcycle club. So, Excellent. and then I went on and wrote a young adult fantasy series, <laughs> which is totally like a. That's that's ex- <laughs> that's exactly what being an indie author is all about, right there. Like that's yeah. right there. That's that that's was perfect. inspired by Token. Oh, Lord very of nice. the Rings. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord of the Rings inspired me to write the duology, Illusion of Reality, and the Quest. Apart from Lord of the Rings being a trilogy, and I stopped mine at two books. It mm-hmm. could have been three, but I stopped it at two. It has no elves, mm-hmm. no goblins, mm-hmm. no trolls, no hobbits, no wizards. Even though Tolkien inspired me, mm-hmm. there is no stereotyping in my book. Everything is original. The wow. characters, the magic, the place, the world building is mm-hmm. all unique. It's won That's... plenty of awards already, the book. Excellent. I'm hoping to get some more. And yeah, the, the 50 or 55 reviews so far are all like most of them five stars. So uh, people are loving the book. It's Excellent. young adult, it's clean. Yeah. It's a young adult fantasy paranormal romance. Wow. That's fabulous. And then <laughs> in between that, yeah. I love writing flash fiction. Mm-hmm. When you so called get in a block, which I don't agree with, I think you just go in a stump. You're at a cliff and you can't get over that cliff to the other side. So what do you do? You put your book aside and you work on something new, but mm-hmm. you're not motivated to write. So how do you get motivated? Well, I go to my fans on my Facebook page and I ask for three random words. Mm-hmm. And I get a list of them and then nice. I dot, 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 pick three out of the list of hundreds and I write a flash fiction using those three words. Wow. And that gets the juices flowing and I can go back then to the creative juices so I can go back to my novel, carry on writing, and I have a new book, a a new story. Yeah. And after doing that so many times, I then had two collections of flash fictions. Oh, that's Um, great. Heads and Tales and Undressed has some poetry and prose in as well. Mm -hmm. Though I don't class myself as a poet, I have had poetry published. And flash fiction is could be one-page story. Mm -hmm. It has to have a start, middle, and end, Mm -hmm. and it's one page, maybe 200, 500 words. Some authors find that really difficult to do. I don't, and I I absolutely love it. So I have those two collections as well. That's great. Then I wrote Stone Cold, Mm -hmm. which is a biographical young adult supernatural thriller. Taking off of the supernatural part and the gruesome murders, yeah, it's very much about what I went through as a teenager. Wow! This is Stone Cold, and it's a uh, it's been 
taken off and, and people are loving it and there there is an audiobook for that as well which I'm really excited for and then Toxic which mm-hmm. is was my first erotica have you ever heard of a dystopian sci-fi erotica I personally have not like at the same no. time like I'm I'm not a, I'm not exactly. a frequenter in the genre but at the same time it, it's um but yes it's, it's very very unusual but yeah. I tell you what's more unusual Mm-hmm. I actually wrote this with another author. Really? And we did exactly the same book. Mm-hmm. She kept hers nice mm-hmm. and I made mine naughty. So the audience, cool. the readers get the choice of reading the same story. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing world building in it. It's about yeah. acid rain mm-hmm. and forcing people to live in mountains Ooh. in colonies. And there's a love story, and mm-hmm. it's scientific, and it's uh, dystopian. It's it's a fantastic world building. After we wrote the book, we thought we've made such an amazing world that we can't leave it. Yeah. So we got on the webcam. Two hours later, book two was hashed out. We're now on the second draft of book two. That's we've fa- just been ordered a contract for all six books Whoa. from the publisher. That's great. All six. To keep it, mine, erotica, hers, mm-hmm. clean. Yeah. And they've taken all six books when they're ready. So basically, like the way that the way that hers reads is like the camera like watches the two characters go into a room and then room just kind of walks and away. Shirts. And then yeah. yours is like, all right, we're gonna go in there. <laughs> and we're gonna in. see everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's a great, that's a great concept too. That's that's so cool that you're able to do that. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. So I just didn't we it was like you said, a new concept, and it was something that readers never heard of, and it was such a tough time trying to find the marketplace for it, even though it was a unique concept. It's when you're in a niche. Mm-hmm. It's actually harder to find your readers. So I'm hoping going with this publisher, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to find our readers for us. Nice. Because it is it is unique and it is a really good concept. And uh, like I said, book two is in the bag, sort of. Mm-hmm. And book three, we know where we're going with book three. Yeah. Um, and they're waiting until they're all done and taken I'll be actually, I'll be ch- chatting with them in December about the contract. So that's rather exciting. Nice. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And so with everything that you have going, everything that that you're doing, all of the everything, obviously, the marketing is working very well. The the books are connecting with readers, which is terrific. What was it that made you get into this amazing world of podcasting? I was I am a host for a radio show on the Artist First Radio Network called Author Assist. Mm-hmm. And I interview two authors. Um, they could be best-selling authors, New York Times and debut author. I could have one New York Times author and then another debut author on the same show. And I went on as a, an author myself many, many years ago. And it mm-hmm. was after the show, the station manager offered me my own show. Wow. And I was like, I, I don't think I could do this. I don't know if I've got enough friends to get mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to find all these authors. <laughs> he says, give it a go. Give it mm-hmm. a go. Yeah. So five years later. There you go. We're still going. Five years and later. And then I wow. thought to myself, I love, I love doing the show, and I'm not going to stop that 100%. But I find doing a podcast, especially the YouTube ones, mm-hmm. where I'm talking face-to-face with someone. Yeah. It's not scripted like the radio show. Mm-hmm. I know nothing apart from they use a pen behind the pen. No one nice. knows what that is. I don't know. I don't want to know. I tell yeah. them, don't tell me. Because mm-hmm. the program is we start chatting, we talk, and we find out who that person is behind the pen. Are they an artist? Are they an author? Are they mm-hmm. a musician? Are they a writer, an editor, mm-hmm. director? I've had them all, and and it's wonderful because I, no one knows what the show's going to be, who's going to come on. Yeah. And when you're talking face to face, and it, like I say, it's more in, intimate. Lost the word. It's more intimate. Thank you, intimate, and it's you. You you're not got a script, so you can start off with a subject. Yeah. And then you'll go from A to Z to B 
to Z to G mm-hmm. and back to A. Which is and kind of what we're amazing. doing here. <laughs> exactly. You've got no you've got no path. You've got no path because mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about them. Right. And all the feedback I've got is like one of the best interviewers. I was so comfortable. I've never done it before and she made me feel so like she was my best friend. I had such a good chat with her and, and we really enjoyed it. It was such a good laugh. I've just had feedback after feedback about it for the for the show. So yeah, I thought it's it's gotta come out in audio podcast. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be it's gotta come out in YouTube. Yeah. Um I have to do both of them for this show. It needs it needs for people to see who that person is behind the pen mm-hmm. and also to learn who that person is behind the pen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's terrific. I mean, that's, that's really like the kind of format that I've taken upon myself for this show as well. And over a hundred episodes, I'm happy to say that it's been, it's been working. And you, you, the way that you said that actually just reminded me of something that, that takes me back to the first draft of my first book, Excelsior, because this was, I was taking, I was thinking a character that I created back in 1992, and this was 2008 when I wrote this first draft. And so I've been working with this guy for a while and celebrating 30 years next year with him. And the, but what that first draft was, it was so cool was I knew how it started and I knew how it ended. And it was up to me to figure out how to get there. And so that's basically the concept of what I've been doing on this show. I know how it starts. I know how it ends. It's up to it's up to us, my, myself and my guest, to find what that middle is, to go on our own journey as we talk about the Excelsior journey of my guest. So so with that in mind, when you experience when you encounter someone who is wanting to go in the direction, whether it's podcasting, whether it's writing what do you say is the first step that they should take if they want to go in that direction? Um, I think there's, there's so many new podcasts opened up since the pandemic because mm-hmm. it's a way of communicating and getting your social connection with someone, oh, yeah. which I think is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone anyone with a microphone, earphones can do a podcast. It's it's so easy to set one up and it's so easy to do it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's find your listeners. That's up to the, the podcaster to find the listeners and to do the, the marketing and promotion of it. So, so that's, that's the easy one. Yeah. When it comes to writing, if they haven't started a book yet, mm-hmm. then my advice would be what I said earlier, write about what, because if you're doing a crime thriller and someone is a plastic surgeon, nothing about plastic surgery and it's going to take you hours and hours of research for mm-hmm. the crime part for the surgery part it's not worth it write yeah. about something that when you because you've experienced it yourself you mm-hmm. can get it across and it makes sense and you make it passionate and yeah. people can relate to it so for the first novel write about something before you publish the novel mm-hmm. don't go out and rush and get it published, which is a big, big mistake that many mm-hmm. authors are still doing now. Yeah. Three major things, okay? Professional editing, professional mm-hmm. cover, and professional formatting. Yeah. These cost money. And if mm-hmm. you haven't got the money, then you're not ready to publish. Yeah. Simple as that. It's it's sad when, to say, but yeah, that's that's that, that's exactly just the, the reality of it all. It is, it is. Yeah. When you when you've got the money and you found a professional editor and your book is polished, and you've gave it to five or six different beta readers, not your neighbor next door, mm-hmm. beta readers who actually know what they're looking at, looking for, mm-hmm. and you get feedback from them, you listen to them, you do the changes they suggest if you agree with them, mm-hmm. and then you can go ahead and publish your book. Excellent. Excellent. I hope that everyone is taking that into consideration. Now, where can my listeners find you on social media? I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on. I'm on MeWe, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. MeWe still. That's still around. Me, yeah, not MeWe my face. Going? MeWe. Yeah. Do you know when Facebook went down that time? Mm-hmm. Everyone jumped over to the MeWe, and we're having oh, a good really? laugh about it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. 
good. It's Facebook without the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no better, no better explanation for it, right there. No, no better. Uh, so yeah, you can find me anywhere uh, as Karina Ganters. As for my books, a lot of them on Amazon. Some of them aren't on Amazon. That includes my new one. Mm-hmm. You can actually find it the paperback on Amazon, but the ebook will be on Nook, Apple, Kobo, and you can buy the Mobi file for your Kindle. Mm-hmm. from Payhip, which you'll find on my uh, Facebook page, on loads of links all over my Facebook page for Broken Chains. The rest of them are wide. So, again, Kobo, um, Apple, everyone's got an iPhone, everyone's got an iPad, na- iPad nowadays, so mm-hmm. no reason not to get any of my books on Apple. Paperbacks, there's some really cute little pocket paperback books that you can get from uh, Amazon. You've got uh, Toxic. And they are actually what you call pocketbooks. You can actually fit it in the back of your pocket. They're so okay. small and they're so cute. So you can put them in your handbag and take them to work, read them on the bus. So, yeah, all my books everywhere and I'm everywhere. And for Author Assist, you can find me on uh, Facebook as Author Assist or even contact me as Karina Gantas, which... I, I, I'm an insomniac. I, I suffer from chronic insomnia. I'm online nearly 24-7 on Facebook. Wow. So you can always catch me online mostly. Excellent. Excellent. And what what Karina is saying is is an absolutely perfect illustration of what it takes to be a successful indie author and and a podcaster. The way that she is, is constantly committing herself to not letting herself be defined by just one specific genre. The fact that she is literally everywhere. The fact that she just said it herself, that is, that is a perfect illustration of what you can do to become a success story in this business. And what she's done with her success is wonderful because all, because what she's doing is making sure that the next generation learn from what she has done, what she has not done, and are able to take that and run with it. And all that is going to do in terms of in terms of writing, in terms of marketing, in terms of podcasting, in terms of radio hosting, whatever, all it's doing is making everything around her better by her experience and her expertise and everything that she offers. I hope that all of you do not do what I did and just like kind of take all the all these different lessons and strategies and just hold on to them. Actually use them, see what you can do. And Karina is one of those people that can definitely take you as far as you wish. So for Karina Cantus, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.